Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, listeners. Hey, Coxie, you got in first. I tried really hard, and now that Zoom tells me that we're recording, I can <laughs> jump in and have a crack every now and then. How are we all today? We're fantastic, Nicole. I would love to. Would, how cool will it be if you can actually hear everybody come back to you and say, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm not feeling real great. bit flat today. Mm. I feel fantastic. It would be really exciting, but that Best doesn't happen. Best day of my life. Uh, sadly, this is an echo chamber for you and I. <laughs> echo, 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 echo. Good, 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 good. So, Headspace, Coxie, it's uh, it's challenging at the moment. It is. I had uh, a session today with one of our members and we were talking a lot about Headspace and um, we talked a lot about overwhelm actually and how it can manifest differently for different people. And then we talked about one strategy that I find works particularly well for, I guess, perhaps not refining motivation, but setting some purpose to a day. Because I think when we have so much taken away from us, it can be really hard to find a purpose or to realign with our goals or remember why we're doing what we're doing. And we can get quite bogged down in the day-to-day mm. and those feelings of overwhelm. So maybe the very first place we can start is what overwhelm actually looks like. Well, it looks different for every person. I think for some people it manifests in anger. For other people it comes out in feeling very despondent, um, perhaps a lack of motivation, inability to make decisions, um, difficulty in communicating, struggling to express how you feel or, or what your feelings are actually at all, and most definitely a feeling of melancholy. It doesn't overwhelm can often be sort of that the tip of the iceberg, I suppose, and can lean into many other areas. However, I think at the moment when we look at what's going on around the country, there are a lot of us in overwhelm because we're locked down or because we can't get the materials that we need or because every time I call my supplier, they advise me of another price increase or I can't get the team I need to do the work that I've promised that I'm going to get through or I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills that are going to be due on Friday because my cash flow is a mess and I'm too frightened to look at what it actually looks like. And it creates a sense of overwhelm and we do all manifest differently. How does it manifest for you, work when you feel overwhelmed? Yeah, probably the first word you used, anger. <laughs> I get I get shorter than I normally am, not in height. Uh, that's difficult <laughs> for me to get any shorter. But uh, I just, I, I become very clipped. In mm-hmm. the way I talk to others, I tend to stop being quite so um, tuned in to other people's feelings. It's it's almost like, and I've described it to people close to me, that I have a, a reservoir that, you know, it's like a waste tank that catches all of the, the negative stuff, the stressful stuff, the things that I um, either don't want in my space in my in my consciousness on a day-to-day basis and 
in a quote-unquote normal life, uh, that waste reservoir um, or that filter has enough capacity to deal with the usual things that come at me, whether mm-hmm. that's in business, you know, if it's stuff to do with accounting or, you know, maybe you and I are disagreeing on a particular point about something or we've had a tough session with a member or I've had a disagreement with my wife or my dog or the, the local council or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And those things sort of spill off into that that um, catch tank. But at a time like this, I'm finding that my catch tank is already full of COVID and lockdowns and quarantine and vaccines and, uh, you know, travel restrictions and problems with school and disruption to our normal life and, you know, negative media and fighting on Facebook posts amongst people that I'm not even actually related to. It doesn't necessarily directly affect me in some cases, but it still ends up filling up my catch tank. And then Mm. I have something that normally I'd probably be able to deal with okay. Um, And I've run out of room and it just Mm. spills over and it's like a sewage spill and it just gets everywhere. (laughs) And everyone can smell it. Everyone can see it. And it's like, uh uh-oh, was his tank's full. (laughs) So that's that's kind of how it shows up for me, Coxie. I, I probably, my, I get a combination of two. Sometimes I get really despondent, just really apathetic. Mm. I'm apathetic. Mm. That's what it is for me. I get really like, oh, I don't care. Can't be bothered. You know, it's just, it's a horrible feeling, actually. It's my least favourite feeling of all. Um, for me, I'm lucky that it's for periods because I use the tool I'm about to explain. And that works very well for me. It's not going to work for everyone, but it does work well for me and it might work well for some of the, our listeners today. But I do also get angry. I'm finding myself getting increasingly frustrated. I wouldn't say I'm at a point of anger for the most part just yet, but frustration for me is really high and I'm easily tipped into frustration at the minute, whereas mm. normally I'm, I can be quite balanced and take a pragmatic approach to most things, whereas now I, I just feel I'm quick to frustrate um, I'm, I'm sure my children would agree with that at the moment. Perhaps my <laughs> husband, even mine too. Um, and I, you know, to some extent, that is a very big part of the world that you and I work in. We spend a lot of time on social media. We spend a lot of time assisting our members with their pain points in the minute, and that can bring up a lot of um, emotional stuff for us to work through in our own time as well. So yeah, I've had to get pretty sharp on using some tools. Uh, over my entire career, really, and particularly in my parenting life, I've had to find ways to deal with the overwhelm so that it lessens the impact or the external impact then that my behaviours then have on others. Um, and the one tool I shared with Tradepreneur member this morning, it's actually two, two, two tools in one. I've spoken about the first one before, create, creating a list of 10. Mm-hmm. So in a list of 10 We have an opportunity to find 10 things that bring us joy and I encourage you all to have some big things like a holiday. Yes, please don't shoot me. We'll get to the others in a minute. (laughs) Um, A holiday or, or, you know, a weekend away with your partner or um, some time out with the children or visiting a theme park. I can't even remember the last time I did that or, you know, taking the kids to the football or something. But then also some small things that you can do day to day. So for me, they're things like putting on some lipstick actually makes me feel brighter and happier every time. Or it's having a cup of coffee in my yard with my shoes off because I like to connect with the earth. Or it's having a glass of wine with my husband. Or it's tickling my son who laughs uncontrollably every time I walk near him with tickly fingers. 
Um, They're little tiny things that cost me nothing but bring me a great bunch of joy. And from my list of 10, I actually have it written out. It is stuck on my wall. And when I am feeling despondent, I choose something from my list of 10. Now, in times gone by, I might choose to work towards a dinner out with my husband. But with lockdowns and things coming and going, that's not always necessarily the right choice for me right now. So at the moment, I'm choosing something small every day that brings me a sense of joy. And my tradingpreneur very rightly pointed out, yes, but at the moment, all I want to do is the things that bring me joy. And I said, well, that's where this tool becomes a two-part tool. The second part of this tool is I have a list of things that I need to get done. The stuff that I just need to get done on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever it might be, or a project that I'm working on and I must get them done. So my list of 10 actually becomes a reward for ticking something off my to-do list. So when we are in lockdown, particularly as this trade is, and we actually, he can't work, his team can't work. There isn't a lot he has to do on a day-to-day basis, but he doesn't want to squander this time. He wants to use this time on business development. He wants to use it planning for the return. He wants to use it getting his team educated and ready for the return to business as it's coming in the next week or two. However, he's just not feeling motivated to do so. So he's spending all his time doing the things that he likes to do. So we've made a list of the things that he has to get done in the next few days, and he's not allowed to do one of those reward-based activities until he's done one of the things off his list. Now, this all sounds very simplistic. It can be challenging to do and first and foremost, but what it's actually doing is creating a different cycle for you in your thought pattern. We all carry an invisible cloud behind us. And our invisible cloud is full of our um, internal dialogue that we don't subconscious, that sorry, that we're having subconsciously. We're not actually consciously aware of some of the thoughts that are going through our head. Now, if some of those thoughts are, I need to do a bunch of quotes and I need to get the schedule organized for the next week and I keep putting it off, that actually weighs down in that cloud behind me. My cloud gets heavier and heavier on my shoulders And so the conscious thoughts that I'm having might not actually be about the quotes I need to do or the scheduling I need to do, but they come around the other things that I'm looking and seeing in front of me being more negative. They carry a more negative slant than they do when we're feeling good and the cloud behind us is light and fluffy. So because he's not doing this stuff because he's not feeling motivated, he's actually in this self fulfilling cycle that he's finding difficult to get out of. And so this one very easy, quite arduous trick for the mind allows your mind to change its perspective on the things that you haven't yet done. You start to feel a little less weighted down, a little less bogged down, a little less devoid of emotion and a little less um, negative. And we start to feel a, a sense of empowerment again, a sense of moving forward. A tick is the most powerful thing that you can do in your day to help you start to strive, start to understand that you've achieved and to start to bring back that balance of actually feeling okay about yourself and where you're at at the moment. It's a really small trick, but it does work particularly well especially when you have an accountability partner to hold you to it day to day and you're doing it consistently for the next you know, week or so to try and get you back on track. Do you have a tool that works for you? <laughs> I was just going to say, so thanks for tuning in, listeners. Uh, that is today's episode. You just, you've just uh, languaged that so well, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, I was sitting here thinking about myself. It's like... Probably do a better job of that. Uh, we, we all can at times, though. 
I, I probably have a tendency to, you know, my personal, um, the way I react to that spilling over of my tank, as I was saying before, and, you know, having it's that particular member saying, all I want to do is the list of 10, mm. but I want to do the things that I know I need to do. Mm. I probably have a tendency to sacrifice the self-care and the alternate activities. I mean, I can't go mountain biking at the moment. That's one of my favorite things to do. And that's actually not because of COVID. That's because it's winter in Tasmania and it rains incessantly and the trails are closed. Uh, so I have to find other things to do, but I don't. I go and do work. It's like, ah, oh, well, it's raining. Um, you know, <clears throat> I can't go to the footy or whatever you know, because the teams have been stuck in Melbourne or whatever it might be. So I just replace everything with work mm. and that becomes unhealthy as well because, yeah, I get some stuff done, but I just get angrier and more frustrated, more miserable. So for me, I've actually got to find self-care activities from my list of 10 that I almost have to force myself to do. Um, for me, a great one that, that – almost always works really well, especially at the moment because of that overwhelm. You know, it's it's not just the things on our plate, mm. I think, that contributes to it. A big contributing factor is we are bombarded with drama and problems and stress and fear and uncertainty and everything mm. at the moment. And it's a common one that I hear from people that discover this uh, and – Lots of mentors um, and thought leaders are talking about this. And I think Mark Manson uh, had a great thing. I think he, he published it a couple of years ago, basically the attention diet. Mm -hmm. And it's based on the whole old school idea that we are what we eat. If you eat rubbish, then your health will be rubbish. And the same goes for our consumption, not just of food, but of media and that external stimulus and so if you're consuming drama and fear and uncertainty, and if you're consuming all of that on a daily basis in terms of your media exposure, that's going to do. That's gonna build up your black cloud that you talked about, Coxie. Mm -hmm. So it's not just your cloud. It's all the other clouds floating around that all bump into yours and merge into one dirty big thunderstorm. And now it's like, holy crap, how do I get rid of that thing? So mm -hmm. just shutting off from that. And, you know, in our house we have, we have COVID-free days and COVID-free weekends where we don't talk about it, we don't look at anything to do with it, we don't read any of the news articles on it. It doesn't change our life anyway to know what's going on. Like, Very true. What's the latest lockdown? And it's not so much who cares, because we do, mm. but for the next two days, is anything going to change if we don't look at our Facebook feed and find out what's happening with you know, Adelaide or the Delta strain or whatever the heck? It's, it's not going to change our life. So... We've had some wonderful days uh, where we've literally just, just, you know, set a blackout for that stuff. I love that idea. And I think, you know, just disengaging from social media particularly for a period of time can be so invigorating. It's like a holiday. It really is. It's so <laughs> consuming. It's such a big part of our lives. And I just feel like we underestimate what kind of influence that has over how we feel. I that's and even if idea. it's not social media, Coxie, it's just the conversation. It's that incidental, um, oh, so did you hear they've 
made masks mandatory in such and such a place or mm. whatever. Mm. Oh, did you see what happened in Italy at the, you know, on the weekend? And it's just it's a part of conversation with the people around us and within our house at least, we actually say, um, no. No, this is a COVID free weekend. I love it. Uh and it's <laughs> it can be a bit contentious yeah, at times. Sure. Uh and it's it's been really good for us. So, you know, it might be worth a try, listeners, to just create space. And I guess that's what it's what holidays do. It's what our list of 10 does. It just creates a different space for mm. us. So however you achieve that, I think uh, Coxie's cloud analogy is a fantastic one. Um, and I really love that, Nick, that, you know, you've got to, uh, I guess, recognize that it's there mm. is probably the first step. Absolutely. I've got a challenge for us now. I'm going to throw it out there live on the podcast. I think our Effort Friday episode this week should be totally COVID-free and it should be material shortage-free and price rise-free and labour shortage-free and it should just be fun. What do you reckon, listeners? A fun Effort Friday. Yeah, let's do the blackout for everybody. Let's give them something fun to do. And it's Friday the 13th, Coxie. There we are. It's worth laughing about. We will find a way to make you laugh. We, we, the, the builder and I did this last night. We found uh, this feature on our TV we didn't realise we had and we could go back and find. One of our most favourite shows ever is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Which oh, yeah. originally was created by Drew Carey. Now, most of the original team are there. Drew's not. There's a, a fantastic lady um, now hosting it. We just watched several episodes of it and laughed ourselves absolutely stupid and it did wonders for my mood. So mm. my challenge will be for us to bring you the laughter on Friday. Holy heck, I don't <laughs> I probably should have thought about that before I went there. But let's do it. Let's make everyone laugh on Friday. I've, I've already got a couple of things that I reckon we could throw up that would <laughs> uh, have everyone in stitches at my expense. Good. We can <laughs> I can think and of you know couple. which one I'm talking about. <laughs> I think we can get everybody giggling. It'll be a great way to spend a Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, um, Coxie and I are here doing what we do because we absolutely believe that trade business owners have a fantastic opportunity. Um, we've been doing some work on our own branding and stuff and answering questions for somebody external to our business at the moment. And it's interesting to reflect on um, why we do what we do. And mm. um, we do what we do for you. For our mm-hmm. listeners, first and foremost, and then obviously for our members who are a part of our Tradiepreneur community who pay to get a higher level of support um, wherever you're at at the moment. If you're thinking, is this it? Is there something else I could do? Um, you'll find a link in the description for this episode. You can book a free chat with Coxie and I. Um, we both work from home. Uh, we're both homebodies and we can't go anywhere anyway. So we've got plenty of time to talk to you. <laughs> but um, click the link and book a free chat with us. It's 15 minutes. We've had lots and lots of people do that over the last six months mm-hmm. and get some fantastic insights into perhaps some free resources, a direction they could head, maybe a few tips on how to help with your headspace as we've talked about today. And if you're ready, then you know you can chat to us about perhaps becoming part of our wonderful Tradiepreneur community. Uh, and getting on board with that program. Um, But in any case, click it, book it, have a yarn to us. We'll talk to you just like we talk on the show. And uh, we'd love to find out more about your business and where you're at. So um, we look forward to meeting you on Zoom in person sort of soon. (laughs) Let's chat. (laughs) Hooray. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.